0: Okay.
1: So good evening, ladies and gentlemen, if they're accompanying you. Um, we're Christian women in the UK, and we've got the fabulous Giselle right there, looking very warm. <laughs> <laughs> and we've also got we? check out that hair and the oh, pink. I think it's pink and polka dots. Something is going on. I think it's a birthday soon, so I think she's beginning to leave the pants. <laughs> and I'm good. And today we are going to be talking about Jingle Bells because it's Christmas soon. So I'm sure you've seen the decor in town or, you know, I think some people get their stuff out very early (laughs) for Christmas. But we want to find out today as um, Christians, what does Christmas really mean for us? Why do we even bother to celebrate it? So I think I'm going to start with you, Sidoni. Mm -hmm. What does Christmas mean to you as a Christian? Do you celebrate at all?
0: Yeah, we I mean, we celebrate Christmas, um, in the sense of we celebrate the spirit of Christmas. Um, I think it's important because you know there's the argument that I know there's one side that says it's a pag- a formerly pagan holiday that's mm-hmm. been taken over and brought into Christianity. Um, but I I think there's a there's a place for what Christmas means and. It's an opportunity for Christians to evangelize and to yeah. tell the world about Emmanuel, which is really God with us. And it all begins on that on that particular day. Now, that's a day that's been chosen, that we use it to commemorate um, the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ or God coming down to earth. Um, and so, yes, you know, there's the people that think, do um, they don't want to celebrate Christmas or celebrate the day? But I don't really think it's about, you know, the associated things around it. It's really, for me anyway, it's, it's an opportunity to A, teach the kids um, and evangelize and show people what God, who Jesus is, and to say he came down from earth and say this day we're really celebrating. Um, you know the ultimate gift and yes we give gifts to each other and it's always especially with the young kids and you know it's so commercial at the moment you kind of think okay you've got to teach them that it's better to, to give than to receive um, and so we, we focus more on the giving side of it and um, whilst ultimately looking to Christ because he's the ultimate gift that we're given and he's the ultimate sacrifice for our sins and so we celebrate him as the ultimate gift um that you know that we've been given so again you know we have a christmas tree up, but a lot of the decorations yeah we have the lights but for example um you know we put the star it depends some days we'll put the star on there some years we put a star and then we go into the bible and read about the star of david um or we might choose an angel for for the topper and then we go into to the bible and read, you know the visitation and gabriel speaking to mary so we always try to make sure we we associate it with our Christian beliefs and, and let the kids know that this is what we're celebrating. And if we're putting a star in it, this is the star or, you know, it was the star that, for example, guided. I think there was one year where we we told the kids, we went and read the story of, you know, the star that guided um, the wise men to the baby. Um, so we always kind of look for biblical references and focal points to make sure that it's not commercial and yes you go out there and your friends are talking about you know they've got the latest PS4 or whatever but yeah. you know what you've got is is fine but you should be con- more concerned about what you give. So again we get a, we get into a um into a lot of charitable giving this time of the year with the children and we make sure that you know they know that we're giving I think we do the Samaritans um box. I don't know if you ladies know of it. Yeah yeah
2: it's, it's like a shoe box
0: thing. Yeah. yeah. So again we make sure that the kids do that it's going to somebody else somewhere and it's more about giving you've got to think about what you're putting in there how it's going to bless somebody else they write a letter and say god bless you and you know what christmas means to them and and so we try to promote the christian beliefs behind um christmas because it can very easily get lost in Mm in the commercialization of everything. Um, And then the kids start looking forward to it, thinking, oh, yes, another, you know, let's eat, drink and be merry and forget about what we're doing
2: um, or Mm -hmm. why we're
0: doing it. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think personally, that's how it's hard to escape it when you've got kids because there's such a a big hoo-ha about it. And so it's how do we do it in a way that sort of honors our Christian beliefs and, and points the children back a to christ and then be back to the bible which is ultimately the word of of god and so every little thing that we do um you know it's about family and and those around us and, and those within the body of christ that don't have um yeah, you know absolutely. within the church within our church family we you know we invite people around for, for lunches and then we go around to their house and we fellowship with them and it's just to say yes it's all about being merry but it's also about celebrating this wonderful gifts that we've all been given um, within the body of Christ, which is Jesus, Emmanuel, God being with us and God coming down to us. Wow,
1: well, that's a, such a great, very rich answer there, Sidonie.
0: So yeah. I think no.
1: I want to approach this from the point of view where Sidonie said, you know, I've heard Christians say that, you know, we shouldn't be celebrating this. This is like, they will say the early Christians didn't celebrate Christmas. It is not scriptural. You know, you even have people like the Jehovah's Witnesses who just don't, you know, they don't they want to hear, to hear about it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, And they'll be like, he wasn't born on December 25th. How do you deal with people who have
2: that kind of impression about Christmas? Well, I don't really celebrate Christmas as such because... I don't have any children, so I don't have that problem that I've got children to contend with. Like mm-hmm. um, I do have a, um, you know, decals for the window, which are a uh, nativity scene, and at night they're so they're so bright at night they nearly glow. So I put those in the window. That's about it. I really don't do anything else. But that's out like of choice, really, because I'm maybe too lazy to do a lot of other things. But um, <laughs> at least I'm being honest. I'm come, very on. honest. Yeah, come on. Very honest. Yeah. yeah we, it's you know, I'm not going to leave you. I've got all that hassle you? of decorating the house for Christmas and then taking it all down again. Oh, you know, come mm. on. No. Um, but... Okay, we, 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 we all know that the 25th of December isn't the day that Jesus was born. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Christmas Day, it started off many, many, many uh, years ago. It actually started off, uh, the Roman Empire, Emperor Constantine started it uh, in the year 336. Uh, he decided then that it would be a good thing to celebrate the birth of Christ, which was Christ's mass then. Um, mm. uh, and he was really, it was a political move on his part. He was trying to do away with the already established pagan festival of the winter solstice or uh, uh, Yuletide. Um, and the satanic one, uh, the Sol Invictus. Uh, sorry, Sol Invictus. So it was a political move on his part to uh, uh, uh right. let's have let's celebrate Jesus' birthday on that day as Christians it's nice and so I love the way you're bringing your kids up to do it about giving and that's what it's all about is giving you know, I I for the life of me don't understand why people spend so much money on food uh because you eat well every day of the year. So why does it have to be one day a year special to eat all this extra food and all the rest of it? You know, a oh, nice thing you know, I kind of like it, but it can be much, you're right. I mean, funny enough, I think it's
1: not a lot on Christmas Day. I usually just see so much food and I'm overwhelmed.
2: I yeah. usually eat more on Boxing Day. Yes. To yeah. yeah. like, me, me, a nice meal is even a slice of toast of baked beans on it. That's a nice meal. Um, but, you know, I I understand the celebrations and things and traditions that people have been brought up with, but I really believe that today it's got too commercialised. And what I don't like is this lie that people are telling their children that Santa Claus brings all the presents. And it's not fair that one child gets maybe a PlayStation 4 uh, and a laptop and a a top-of-the-line mobile phone but we Mary next door's parents can't afford that. And all she'll get is a colouring in book and a set of pencils. So she's wondering, why doesn't Santa Claus like me? He likes we Johnny and uh, Margaret next door, but he doesn't like me. So to me, it would be lovely if parents would just wrap up a bar of chocolate and say, that's from Santa Claus, everything else is from your mom and dad and your aunts and your uncles and your friends and everything you don't tell them a lie that everything's from santa claus um it's, it's no, I, you- I, sorry sorry
1: i was gonna ask do you, do you do you do santa claus with your children
0: no mine are too clever
1: yeah <laughs> they don't they, they, they don't believe in them yeah uh-huh. yeah i don't think many children believe it i think they um, they actually want their parents to think that they believe it but I I mean I think they I go along do.
0: with they go along with it for the show yeah, big time
1: they, um, big time they do. yeah well I wasn't brought up on the culture of Santa Claus Sidonia. and I, I don't know if you guys did it in <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: remember,
1: it was so funny because right at home we have a slightly different thing. it's also about giving new clothes mainly to kids yeah so mm-hmm. if you know that it's from your parents but I think in school, remember that reader that we got, class four reader or something? Oh, yeah,
2: class four.
1: And there was a story about Father Christmas. So I think I remember reading this and then I began to develop these fantasies, (laughs) right? And our house, for whatever reason, built in the sun in Cameroon, was an old colonial style house with a chimney. So we (laughs) happened to have a chimney. (laughs) You see where this is going, right? (laughs) I began to have ideas. But, yeah, <laughs> I was the kid one making up Santa Claus. Can you imagine? So it's, but I, I get what you mean, um, Giselle, because I feel that also sometimes the Santa Claus thing does not teach children gratitude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because there is something about knowing that your mom and dad worked really hard to put those presents under the tree for you. Yeah. So I really believe, and I think for us back at home, Christmas is one of the times when I, I was grateful because one, it became a thing where if you did really well at school you got great presents right so everybody wanted oh, to get
0: their yeah. clothes
1: new clothes yeah also kind of a reward system for the parents that if you worked really hard you knew that Christmas you'll get something good but yeah I really think that it's not because I feel like sometimes in the UK in particular kids can become entitled
2: mm. if they mm-hmm.
1: know that presents every year they're getting it from Santa and like you said if the emphasis is on receiving gifts but not giving it can really i've seen a situation where a child had so many presents at one point you could tell that the child was was overwhelmed yes you know like after present three or four it was not she was just like okay what's this mm -hmm. so i think something people really need to stop and think and ask themselves what
2: spirit they are doing all of this in exactly Mm -hmm. I agree, and Sedona, as I said earlier too, I really love how you're your children up to give at Christmas time instead of take. Yeah. That that is absolutely brilliant. You, know, they don't. It's, it doesn't happen so much around this area where I'm living now, but in other areas I've lived in, it was always nice on Christmas Day to go out to different churches and Salvation Army halls and things and mm. help cook a meal for needy That's people. That's quite good, mm-hmm. and you. I, give that way and because we can we can have a nice meal any time of the year so why mm. does it why, why do we have to pig out on a christmas day you know, yeah. go out go out and do something for the community and uh, you can always have your big meal or something the next day yeah it's yeah. a good I idea mean, I, know
0: that, I know a lot of people sort of um talk about this whole kind of pagan aspect of it but and I get that. But what people also, I think, that they probably fail to appreciate is that a lot of modern day life is based on ancient pagan dates and, and names and rituals. I mean, just like I was, looking, I was reading somewhere, like just the days of the week are yeah, based yeah. on.
2: They're all, on the, uh, all, all Roman and Greek gods' names.
0: Yeah yeah you know, so I mean yeah. if if we really that's want to get stuck into the nitty gritty of things mm-hmm. as Christians, we really wouldn't we'd probably go live in a, in a cave somewhere and, and and not even get involved in in modern life at all. Yeah. so I think there's also an aspect of things where as, as Christians we need to, to have common sense if that's without sounding rude yeah. um, and and take the spirit of the festival of what it's you know what it's intended to be it's like when when jesus says you know do this in memory of me Mm -hmm. um if you were to think okay he had the last supper on a thursday then really should we should we be celebrating holy communion or 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 whatever on a sunday um you know and and you're gonna think well when you go back to the ancient calendar it was all turned around sunday's actually the first day of the week but then if if last supper was on a Thursday then should we really be celebrating the last supper on the Sabbath so you know I think some some Christians can get very very legalistic and very bogged down by details which you know by and large are not important um what's important is the spirit in which you're doing things and, and the heart so when Jesus says do this in remembrance of me he doesn't say do it every Thursday in remembrance of me. He says, do it so that when you do it, you remember what I'm about to give up for you. You remember, you remind yourselves of the price I'm about to pay. And he's, he's saying it to us, I want you to do this once a week or once a month or however many times yeah. you choose to do it. But every I want day. you to, to do it, exactly. Do it every yep. day, do it, yep. you know, but do it so that it's always in your mind and you're yep. always reminded of the sacrifice of what I'm about to go through for you um he doesn't mandate that you know do it every thursday because i'm about you know um, i get killed on a friday um so i think as christians sometimes some christians can sometimes pick and choose what they want to
2: yeah exactly you know
0: and, and it's either we we do it all and we follow the law down to the letter which we can't because we'll all fail hence you know if we could all follow the law christ died for nothing um so we can't observe all of the laws so in in on, on one hand, we can't. So why not just accept the grace with which we've been given and do things with the spirit that it's intended?
2: Exactly. And like you, the, the pagan tradition, the Christmas tree, as we know, is a pagan tradition too. Mm. Uh, but I think it's one of the nicer traditions because come the winter, they hung bright-coloured pieces of cloth from the, uh, the, the bare trees and they hung mm. lanterns at night to guide the way for people. Mm. it's a nice tradition and Mm. it it does brighten sort of you know the dreary winter days up
0: it does doesn't it yeah yeah and it it does and I think and and I think um you know I don't know which version Titus um one Titus 15 is a a verse that really struck me and I think if we read it in different versions I'm just going to see if I can open up because I've got the NIV Bible is what I use but let me see if I can bring it up in different versions and we can kind of compare the versions and and see what they say so um NIV is typically my go-to but I know that obviously the message is um it's one that people use and will say NASB is is meant to be the most accurate um scholarly translation out there So. Let's see how we go with that. So Titus 1, 15. Um, so
2: where
0: are you going? Let's see. I right. wanna go to it's a lot easier with like a physical Bible, isn't it? Yeah, these the different
2: comparisons? Yeah, it's I'm what gonna
1: course.
0: try and see. Yeah. Chapter one, verse 15. So the NIV, which is my, my lovely one, it says, to the pure are all things pure, but to those who are corrupted and do not believe, nothing is pure. In fact, both their minds and consciences are corrupted. Um, let's see what the, so that was the NIV, um, N-A-S-B, which is meant to be the most accurate translation so far. Says, yeah apparently um to the pure all things are pure but to those who are defiled and unbelieving nothing is pure both both their mind and their consciences are defiled um and then and a lot of people like nlt say so let's see what how that puts it the nlt pretty much says the same thing it says everything is pure to those whose hearts are pure but nothing is pure to those who are corrupt and unbelieving because their minds and consciences are corrupted. So it, it's just this whole thing of, if you're approaching something with a pure heart, um, mm-hmm. you, you take the pureness out of it. If you're approaching Christmas or, or whatever else that you want to celebrate as or we celebrate as Christians, if you approach it with a pure heart, you will take the pure meaning out of it. Yep. Um, that if you approach it with a corrupt habit, it says, you know, but nothing is pure to those who are corrupt and unbelieving because their minds and consciences are already corrupted. So you, you don't even see the pureness. You don't even see the goodness no. in what you're supposed to be celebrating because your mind is already corrupted. So, I mean, I would encourage us as Christians to approach some of these wider um, celebrations and, and dates in, in the Christian, quote-unquote, Christian calendar, to approach it with a pure heart so that we may be able to take out the pure meaning of it and pass that on um, because it's, it's a wonderful evangelistic opportunity. I mean, I put something in the group a few weeks ago about how death was the most efficient evangelistic tool ever because when you have people at a funeral, everybody wants to know where that person's going to, when they're going to see that person next.
2: Yep, mm-hmm. I
0: agree. You know, so it's, it's, it's one of those things where If we approach every situation with a pure heart and to think, right, God, how can you use this to your glory? How can you use this this celebration of Christmas to your glory? How can we use the celebration of Easter to your glory and to shine the world so that those who are unbelieving um, and whose minds are already corrupted by the things of the world will get to see the pureness and the beauty that we as Christians Who have the holy spirit within us we see and appreciate how can we show the unbelievers the pureness and the beauty in christmas and so you know all all of a sudden you turn around like you were saying you know you turn around to that little girl next door who hasn't you know all she's got is a coloring book but if you're teaching your kids and your grandkids what the, the the pureness and the real message of christmas then your kid should be able to invite that other child around next door and say do you want to come and play on my ps4 yep, exactly. or take take a present round to them and go you know oh you've only got one present i had five you can have this one yep. or i'll let yeah. you borrow this one or come round to my house after school and we can play together because that's um, the pureness of it and that's the beauty of it and then exactly. what that opens up is that little girl comes into a christian home and then learns about sharing and, and christianity and how you live and so i think we really need to start doing away with some of this legalistic approach
2: exactly get yeah. rid of the get rid of the obedience to legalism and traditions and learn a relationship with god yeah, yeah. That, that's absolutely it. yeah that's yeah. That, that's it and you know like as as, as we say why wait do the 25th of december to celebrate the birth of why not celebrate his birth every day? Well, as Christian, well, Christians, we do. Uh, um, and you know, have Holy Communion every day. Why wait? Mm-hmm. I know some churches that only have Holy Communion three times a year. Oh, I have Communion. At the Catholic, we do it every time, every week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two well,
1: then, times a day. You have Communion 10 times.
0: <laughs> yeah as a catholic you have morning mass and evening mass and if you go to <laughs> break you can still have
2: at home at home i have it a couple of times a week couple of three times a week and I'll you know communion and you yes. know i do my church service on a thursday so i mm-hmm. have communion every thursday yeah you know, so mm-hmm. i never understood
1: when i was growing up i never understood like i remember we used to live near Presbyterian Church and when they were having communion it was a big thing like they would dress yeah. up and like we catholics used to laugh Well, I was what's the deal with this presbytery <laughs> <laughs> you know we take it every sunday so don't you mention I think the samaritans box i don't know if it's the same as the samaritans that deal with mental health but i also wanted to say that you mentioned evangelism and i think christmas is also a really good time to think of people who are dealing with mental health issues Mm-hmm. Particularly loneliness. loneliness. I say this because with the commercialism and the sort of almost fairy tale that is built around Christmas, there is really a lot of pressure on people, yeah. particularly yeah. like, you know, families get together and everything. And I think yeah. people who don't have that, Christmas can be a difficult time. I mean, you're here in this country, yeah. almost every time in London, around Christmas time, people will jump in front of a train. Yes. So mm-hmm. there is always that sort of heightened mental health loneliness around this time so i think that like we talked about evangelism and just mm-hmm. the spirit there is also something about reaching out to people mm-hmm. particularly in the uk let's face it loneliness is an epidemic yeah mm-hmm. i feel that it's twofold really just being able to reach out to people at christmas whenever but i also feel that there is like the commercial there's a commercial and social pressure around christmas right mm-hmm. like families must get together and mm-hmm. I know for many people it's just the time of the year people have time of work mm-hmm. and it's that, it's that side of it which is good and also it's just the end of the year right people are winding down so when you're in, in a primary situation it's nice you know mm-hmm. but I also think that to an extent because of the way the commercials build it up it's that sort of thing where if you don't have that you know I remember reading the newspaper and people are talking about there was something in, in the papers about two years ago where people were just saying how the pressure of Christmas is just too much. You know, they, they can't deal with it. And there were people who mm-hmm. wrote about spending Christmas on their own. And the emotions were very mixed. There were people who were like, wow, you know, maybe I'm divorced. I didn't expect this to happen. But overall, it was very sad. Mm-hmm. And I think this is something that cuts across if we've been brought up celebrating Christmas. So I think for me, one of the most liberating things about being born again was that. I just felt like I didn't have to celebrate Christmas Mm. because I grew up with this thing where there was always a tree in the house, you know, when you're a kid, I came to Mm. the UK Christmas, I'm dragging my back to some family member's house or whatever. And it was great. You know, I totally enjoyed all of that. But once it was just something I did, even when I stopped going to church, I remember Mm -hmm. having this debate in my head like I don't really believe in this Christmas thing even you know like how am I going to do if I have a family and all that because I still liked the idea of celebrating but I think something really interesting happened to me last year because of COVID I couldn't go out right I couldn't Mm -hmm. I'd organize this thing with family friends I was supposed to go down to Portsmouth and then you know last minute I couldn't get on the train so I had to sit in my house by myself on Christmas day and I'm telling you, it was something of a breakthrough. I'm very glad it happened because while I understood from the point of view, like, okay, as a born again, man, this you may or may not celebrate this. It doesn't matter. But it gave me a sense of freedom that I hadn't really had before. Where now I don't feel like, I could literally sit here on Christmas day and have coffee and I'll be fine. But another Christmas day, I might decide to go and see relatives. But I just love the fact that like you said, I think she said, I don't know if it's you, who said it, There should be freedom. If you want to celebrate, celebrate. Yeah. If you want to, you know, I know people who on Christmas Day, they go out and volunteer, like you said, in the soup kitchen. Or mm-hmm. the girl I know, I think she did like, yeah, she went and visited, like, you know, where homeless people gather
2: mm-hmm. one year
1: for Christmas, we just went there. So I think we need to also look at it from a broad uh, spectrum mm. of ideas. Yeah, I mean, to... and
0: I also think there's a, like part of what I say to the kids is this, this whole family thing. I think, you know, again, media has taken it over and they've commercialized the whole thing. Mm. And it's happy families. Everybody's sitting yep. around the table. And I say, you know, so that's not families. Families are messy. You know,
2: yep. Yep.
0: That's, that's fairy tale. Families are messy. There's always tensions yep. in there. But one of the things that we say to the kids is, you know, Christmas is a time of reconciliation. Because effectively, that's what Christ comes down to do.
2: That's true. He comes
0: down to reconcile us to the father because we're just so messed up and we're so just like my son would call it we're all baddies right <laughs> and, and 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 so because we're the villains in the story the superhero has to come down to reconcile us to the ultimate good guy who's god um and so i say that to them you know christmas is a time of reconciliation so Yes it's great when you go to your family's house and everything's honky-dory and you're having a meal but there will be times when you've had falling outs that year mm. Or you're 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 angry with a cousin or an auntie, but I'm making you go sit down on a table with them because I want you to reconcile. I want you to forgive. And it's a time where I'm making you go to that person's house, even though they've annoyed you because they didn't give you the birthday present that you wanted in November. I'm making you go sit there because it's a time to forgive. It's a time to reconcile. And if you do find and if you walk away from that event or from that Christmas day and you still feel quite hurt or quite bitter or quite angry, guess what? You've made the first step. Commit it to Mm -hmm. God's hands and he will give you the grace to move on from it. But if you sit and wallow in your own bitterness because you know, your family is not perfect. And the family on the John Lewis advert, they all sat there with a massive big turkey. Everybody's laughing, the chocolate, the wine's pouring. And then some people feel that pressure because they feel like they don't have a perfect family setting. Um, But I just want to encourage people to say, yes, Christmas can be a very lonely time. But for for some people, they have family, but they choose not to go to the families. Yes. Of tensions within the family. Mm-hmm. Um but I would want to encourage us as Christians to look at Chris, Christmas as a time of reconciliation, as a time of you're not going there because it's a perfect family. We're going there because you recognize that we are sinners and we're all messy. Mm-hmm. That You're the one who's got the Holy Spirit in your life and you're the one who's been given the grace to go to that event and reconcile with your family and say, yeah, you hurt me. But I'm willing to forgive you and I'm willing to move on. It won't be like the way it was before, but I'm still willing to send your birthday card next year because I want us to move past this because Christ has come and we're going to celebrate. And as a Christian, he's going to give me the grace. And so it's a lonely time for people that don't have families. But I also think that there's a a portion of people that do have family, but because of they don't want to. And so they end up being alone and they end up being lonely. Yes. I want to encourage the, those of us who are Christians to to think of it's a gift to yourself like we're speaking about forgiveness mm-hmm. It's the ultimate gift that you can give to yourself yes and so even if if even if you give yourself nothing this Christmas, give yourself the gift of forgiveness yep.
2: mm-hmm.
0: Give yourself That's the gift evening. to be able to go to that family event that you probably have avoided for the last five, 10 years because there's <laughs> that one uncle there. And some people yeah. have genuine reasons for, for ignoring or avoiding these family occasions. They're not, you know, I'm not going to sit here and trivialize it because I know people that have avoided um, Christmas dinners with family because there's, a, there's an uncle there that abused them when they were a child. And so they just refused to go, to go sit at a table with that particular uncle or, or family member. Um, and so it's, it's by no means to trivialize what they've gone through. Oh. But what I'm encouraging us to do is to look at it as a time of reconciliation and forgiveness, because ultimately you're giving yourself that gift mm-hmm. um, and you're freeing yourself and you're liberating yourself. And you don't have to be best friends with them. You don't have to go to every single birthday party during the year. No. But if we see Christmas for what it is, which is that Christ came and gave himself as the ultimate gift to forgive and reconcile us to the Father and say, so if we're Christians, then we should ask for the Holy Spirit too. And if you're lonely and you know that there's a couple down the road who are lonely, knock on their door on Christmas <laughs> yeah. Day.
2: There you go. Exactly. Kick the first on, step. Down. You're alone. Let's make it happen. <laughs> We've got five minutes, ladies. That's
1: true. That's true. Reach out. I know somebody. Reach out. To plant. You know. Yeah this is a businesswoman who had an elderly client and the client i think didn't have kids so she was like "Ah, christmas day she was with her client so mm-hmm. there are so many things that you can do so yeah mm-hmm. by the way sidonie i think they should recruit you on eastenders because <laughs> if you want <laughs> tell them
0: about jesus <laughs>
2: Oh. Oh, yeah.
0: i think giselle said we have five minutes left so yes we yeah. to...
2: uh, four four minutes not four, four. okay four, four minutes okay so i suppose
1: um it's just um we've had a really good discussion so i think we'll just be looking at final thoughts any suggestions as to what people can do any charities that you want to um let people know about um giselle starting with you. And in Sidoni.
2: Oh, I've no charities that I would let people know about, um, but that's a good idea. Give, giving to charity, just you know, I would keep it simple. Mm. I love the way Sidoni's teaching her children. Take it, take, take a leaf out of Sidoni's book. Do that. That's all I've got to say on it. was mm. a really Thank good you.
0: charity, Samaritan's Purse. I think they are. I'll put the link up on on the group um and you basically do a shoebox and you fill it up and they send it to kids all around the world who are underprivileged and so on christmas day um These kids wake up and they can open up the shoebox. You can put toys in there, you can put colouring books and colours. Um, you can put, you know, things. There's a kids that live in refugee camps all over the world, kids that don't have, so I'll put the link up. So it's a really great thing for you, especially if you have kids, to get involved in building it. You could put a picture of yourself and a little note or Bible verse or something just to encourage them. Um so I think that's a yeah, that's a really good one to support. But again, I just think it's just a time, let's just focus on the spirit of not so much the paganistic parts of it let's have pure minds and go into yep. christmas celebrating the pureness of it um, and looking at it for what it is a time of reconciliation a time of forgiveness and the time above all to celebrate the wonderful gift that is emmanuel which is god yep. with us Um, and and him coming down to be with us. I mean, that is just such a mind-blowing thing when you think the person that created the whole world, because in the beginning, he was with the father, but he's decided to come be one of us, a baby in a manger in a stable. I mean, that's just amazing. So let's celebrate the beauty that is Christmas and forget about all the other distractions that the devil wants to throw at us.
2: One minute left, less than a minute, less than a minute. Boom. that was Christmas from
1: um, Christian Women in the UK. Thank you very much. Really, really great chat from Sidonie. Giselle mm. and myself. So I just echo all of what they said. The Christmas story is a beautiful story. We don't need to get caught up in the commercials. No. So only no. God could have written that kind of beautiful story. Have a very night,
0: wonderful evening, ladies. Good night. And, uh, <laughs> next see week, you next week. Like, <laughs> bye. Night, night,
1: night. Bye. 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 Take care. Bye.